You don't get cut once a week. There's no way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. There's no way you get cut once. What you, look, you know the good news is, Jalen, you've been here for five Jaylen, minutes. Jalen, listen, when I, sometimes. Lies. You already know the scanning lies, but you've been here for uh, five minutes. <laughs> One of the things I love about betting my favorite sports is that I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called a same game parlay bet and you can only find them on FanDuel. Same game parlay is just one of the reasons I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet, easy to place your bet fast during a game if you see a trend you like. And the best part, when you win, FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today to create a same-game parlay and use promo code ROADTRIPPIN at sign-up. New users get their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. That is promo code ROADTRIPPIN so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 years and older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF for Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. Okay, we'll dive in. Rich, do it for us. Cheers. Cheers. Drinking. Cheers. I'm Welcome to this drink. edition of Road Trip and presented by FanDuel. I'm your host, Ali Clifton, alongside Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. And our guest this week, um, if you had any sense of college basketball, um, if you pay attention to the NBA, he was the number five pick in the 2021 NBA draft going to the Orlando Magic. Um, we're going to learn a lot about him because Channing said we need to get him on Road Trip and Jalen Suggs. Hey, everybody. Hey. What up, Jalen? Nice. I appreciate y'all for having me. Channing, I need to know, since he was 10 years old, like how? how, how it's you... a funny story. Uh. Funny story. So in my life, and Richard knows this, I've met a lot of awesome people from just going to concerts or baseball games and uh, Doug. So my wife loves Atmosphere, right? The rapper. Atmosphere's, oh. you know, merch president guy saw me tweet at him and at a concert it was like hey come back here like i'll introduce you but i ended up becoming cool as shit with doug it was like hey whenever i go to minnesota y'all can have all my tickets all the time so it's like the whole rhyme sayers crew would come to the minnesota games and then doug ended up giving tickets to Jalen when he was a little kid so i was just like but doug kept being like hey my, you know, he calls you a nephew, you know, my godson. He's like, he's nice. He said basketball and football. So I was like, all right, let me see. So, you know, Doug is sending us highlight films. I'm like, oh shit, this kid is actually like really good. Like, you know, because people say that. But, that, you know, then all of a sudden it's like he starts to get older and he's like winning football this, basketball this. And then it was just like over the years, you know, I've seen Doug as they come out here, they visit us out in Portland. 
Um, we've gone to Minnesota for the, you know, the, the uh, Ron Fest and that big old concert, which was tight. It just, you know, from afar, staying, um, kind of staying in, in, I would say it's like a satellite over what he's been doing. And then uh, I tried to get him to go to Arizona. That didn't work too well. That, was, going that, was, that was smart of you at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was. And then now, you know, three degrees of separation, his assistant coach is now the coach in Arizona. Uh, so that's where we're at now. So it's a small. Oh, and I thought then, the whole time, I thought the whole time that you wanted him on here was because you wanted him to tell you what a final four was like. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jalen, don't get shy. Don't get you shy. Know what? None of us won it. So fuck all y'all. None of us uh, won it. So fuck y'all. That's true. That is very true. But then aren't you, so, and another weird thing is like, he's, aren't you Terrell Suggs' cousin also? Yeah. So who grew up and we played AU together. And T Sizzle was like a really? monster. Oh yeah, listen, you know that, that was not fun for Skinny Channing going against Terrell Suggs in high school, who was like setting records for the state for being a running back. He mushed my one of my friends at Marcos Deniza. He caught the kickoff, and imagine big ass Terrell running, stiff arm my boy, and took his helmet off. And my guy was like, you know what? After that, I knew. Football wasn't the sport for me. <laughs> I think he didn't even play the next year. He was like, that was it. But yeah, it's a small, small world. We, yeah. We've been on this podcast for five straight minutes <laughs> and Jalen hasn't said a word. <laughs> we changed the side of the story, man. Oh, God, it's funny. I remember, I remember vividly the game that we went to uh, against the Timberwolves the first time we met. And I had my, I had to wear Phoenix gear. So I have my big baggy Phoenix hoodie. Uh, waiting to go down at the end. Like, I'm still a little kid, so yeah, I'm all excited. I'm, so is he coming out this tunnel, that tunnel? I want to get a picture, all that. Um, so I really remember that. Uh, and then my guy hooked me up with a pair of shoes, uh, some shoes that I beat up and wore almost every day. <laughs> That's um, awesome. But yeah, no. Nah, you were world. excited to see Channing? Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, like at 10 years old, at 10 years old, your expectations of greatness are really low. Right. It's like you might still believe in you might still believe in Santa at 10 years old, you know. Oh my god, that's the best team in the Western Conference. We're the second best team in the Western Conference. Fuck you, Richard. Okay, wait. Okay, so so let's can we start first? Because Channing, you kind of touched about it. You watched highlight films of Jalen football and basketball. And when I was obviously doing my research, and I remember during the NCAA tournament, the conversation came up. Um, you were a hell of a football player. That was a terrible, sad week, and I had to make that decision. Uh, Did man. you cry? Oh, yeah. For about a week okay, straight. Okay, yeah, I respect, I respect the honesty. Almost every day for like a week straight. I, I remember we were after football season was over, um, we're in the basketball, I think like a couple games in the basketball season. Uh, we had like a week in between. So like, I think the championship of football is November 25th. I think our first game was like the first of December, something like that. So, so real quick, turn around. You played in the championship. Yes. Did you guys Lost. win? No, nah, we didn't. I don't, I don't feel bad. We'll get into my long history of losing. Don't feel bad. Keep going. Until he played with me. <laughs> Go on, continue. Um, but nah, so I sat down with my dad, you know, and I, we just had a conversation, broke down pros and cons. And, you know, different pathways, what it would look like. Um, 
and I mean, ultimately for me, like one, one big thing, you know, that that's kind of, you know, motivated me on this journey, uh, you know, through playing basketball, uh, you know, meeting, meeting people and creating relationships, but also, you know, better in the situation for my family. Uh, you know, we live with my uncle, my sisters and, uh, and parents were in the basement. I trained my uncle's, uh, his little like office space into a little tiny bedroom. Um, so really, I mean, just trying to get him out of there and, you know, basketball was the, was the best pathway for that. So yeah, hard week, caught a lot, um, still miss it to this day. So yeah, kind of jealous of everybody playing right now. No, you made the, you made the right decision, man. You made the right, and, and not only based off of your success, not only based off your success, but also like, I look at Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, great baseball player, Russell Wilson, great baseball player. But what the numbers that they're giving out for quarterbacks, dog? And it's like, look, you can you can fizzle out it as a quarterback in five years. You know, guys get drafted and then go away. Okay, boom. Let me go back over to let me go back over to play baseball. But like those contracts in football as a quarterback are big. I think you made the right financial decision, the longevity decision, the average NBA career, especially if you're gonna be a lottery pick like like you are um that was the right it's hard man you know what some mm. of the the some of the rightest decisions some of the most correct decisions are the <laughs> hardest ones and you may i don't the rightest rightest most rightest that's not some of the most rightest that is right most rightest i think is the proper that is, unright. That is the proper <laughs> english term i think that might be you know like that the queen's english. so far right you're going so that that is that that is the queen's english that is the most rightest <laughs> decision that you could have made clearly choosing gonzaga over arizona from an education standpoint was the right decision as oh, well <laughs> that's not jayla no laugh at that that shit's not funny yeah great great <laughs> Uh, I've, I've never said rightest. <laughs> yeah, me either. Me either. Yeah, uh, but, Dylan, how but, is okay, you're so not how, you're not okay. you're not drinking a, a pineapple high noon. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> how has the you experience been so far? Obviously, draft night to where you are. You're in Orlando right now. I know Rich just had your head coach on uh, the jump last week, and he talked a lot about you and Jamal Mosley. We all obviously. I my first years in the league. I worked with Jamal with Cleveland. Um, so know him very well, but how, how has the journey been so far? Uh, he's the best, first of all. My coach is the best. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, it's, been, it's been good, man. Um, you know, le leading up, I thought, you know, the draft would kind of be uh, like getting to New York. I thought there'd be like the most like, you know, nervous and, you know, I'd be the most like uptight, um, you know, than I was throughout the whole pre-draft. But like, honestly, that was those four days I was in New York was like the calmest, most like freeing like couple of days that I had the entire time, you know, you're working out and you know, you're doing off the court deals, uh, you know, things like that. Uh, so, you know, almost like having a full like work day. Um, when I got there, it's kind of just like seeing New York, you know, kind of taking everything in, being with family and friends who came down. Um, so that, that was fun. And then after that, it's been nonstop. I mean, on the go, getting ready. Cause I mean, the season has come really fast. Like, you know, the fact that we're going to play our first preseason game in about a couple of weeks here, two weeks, three weeks, uh, it's crazy. Um, you know, I've been living out of hotels since the draft. I went home for about five, six days, and now it's the only time I was in the house. So, um, but no, nah, it's been good. It's been fun, you know, learning and getting to meet everybody, all the vets on the team, you know, the young guys, you know, building the camaraderie. Wait, they have vets? They have vets on Orlando's team? We got a couple vets. We got our guy Rolo. Rolo is one of the wisest. Ah, running! <laughs> Yo, he's the best. He, he's going to Disneyland every day. He going to Disneyland every day. I did not. I, I forgot that Robin was there. Yo, 
let me say this. Let, let, let's rewind a little bit. Jamal Mosley. Jamal Mosley is a great dude. Let, 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 let's start with that. He's a great person. I've known him for, fuck, like 20 years. But let me tell Girl, you where... Shut up, bitch. Let me tell you where. Let me tell you where he is an asset to you, and I want to make sure you utilize this. And I mean this respectfully. He's more than just a basketball coach. He's a person that you can talk to, right? Like these are my goals. These are where I'm struggling. Like he is, I, and I don't like the term players coach because that takes away from someone's X's and O's and their work ethic sometimes. But I think for you being a young player. Any question you have, anything that's on your mind, Jamal Mosley is one of the realest dudes that I've known from my entire time in the NBA. And you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't utilize that. Like, coach, what can I work on? Hey, coach, how can I make this person better? Coach, what is something that I can do? Coach, how can I be a better leader? Because I, I was coach, I, Jamal was my boy. And then he coached me. And then he cussed me out. And I was like, you're right. And it's just more of like the fact that like, I think when he, I was with him, I'd known him for probably like 10, 15 years at the time. And I was a 15 year vet and I did something wrong. Like, no, no, no. Like I got mad about some shit and I had a little bit of a moment. And then he snapped at me, cussed me out. And I was like, you know what? You right. You my bad. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just one of those dudes that like, he'll be so honest with you. So respectful, but hold you accountable. And when I tell you, dude, you lucked out to get that. I had Byron Scott as my first coach, which is great. He's a Laker legend. I grew up loving him. You got a very, very good first coach. Utilize him. Utilize him. Yeah. Now we we've like early, you know, since mm -hmm. like since I first got here, and then summer league especially, like we like we came really close. You know, we talked. You know, of course during the game, you know, we have tons of conversations, and uh, you know, talking. That's one thing that I, that I like about him. He always like asked me what I see or you know, what I'm feeling out there on the court, you know, and then we kind of work together to, you know, find solutions, different adjustments. But I like, we're, we're like the same competitive. He's super competitive and, you know, that's exactly how I am. But, uh, you know, he's a little older than me. And, you know, so he always talks about, you know, just, you know, not letting the competitive competitiveness get carried away to where, you know, now you're losing your mental, you know, you're losing, you know, your peace, and, you know, you're starting to act out of emotion. Uh, I think that that's one of the biggest things that he's been helping me with so far. But, no, yeah, he's the best. Just the energy he brings every day. And, uh, Coach Moses it. I will say, I think I read um, or I, I listened when he was on with you, Rich, and what he's preaching to you guys um, as a first-time head coach, obviously, but is like the work ethic, to your point. And the thing that I've always appreciated when I'm around um, and being able to observe from my position is when people ask for something, but they're also willing to give that. And when Mose was an assistant in Cleveland, he brought it every single day. And he was a coach. He wasn't a player. He didn't have to show up and give the energy. Sometimes he was giving it more than the players were. And so I think- Oh, he'd be out there sweating. Yeah. He'd be out there court sweating. After or having ran five to seven miles the more in the morning weirdo. on the bike, like- Fucking weirdo. Uh, it's yeah. it's just- Mose, Mose, yeah. yeah. Mose would be out here. So we, I live out in Hermosa Beach. He comes out here, brings his family. Like I said, he's a, actually a really, really good friend. And I'm like, Mose, what'd you do? He's like, well, I ran like seven miles. I had my kid in the stroll. I'm like, what the fuck are you, what are you doing, dude? Why do you have this much energy? But one thing I will say, and I, like me and Channing, we had Evan Mobley on here last. We're just kind of going through the route. But one thing I wanted to say, like, if you want to be great, it's unfair. The coach is going to have to hold you the most accountable. So there's going to be days, I had a great coach one time come in to, and tell me like, hey, Richard, 
There's going to be times where I just come in and tell you, I'm going to cuss you the fuck out. I might not be talking to you, but I just want to make sure that you understand that in order to be a leader and in order to be a guy that is respected in the, in the locker room and for me to really get on everybody else, I have to hold my best player accountable. Now, Channing never experienced this because he was never like the best player on any team. Where were you the best player team. on any not team, Richard? Team. Not, not even in his high school, not even his high school team. Richard! Not never even the best, you were the best player on your high school team. That's impossible. I was Gatorade player of the year, the whole state. You weren't even the best. You weren't even the Get best. On Get anyway, on my back. You didn't even get on my back. Anyways, Jalen, like I was saying. Yeah, when was he the best player on any team? To have a coach the most, to have you hold you the most accountable might be hard. He might come in, man, coach on that bullshit. It's like, no, 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 no. Coach, when he's talking to you, he's talking to everybody else. But that's what Pop used to do with Tim Duncan. He would come in, and the, the first day of training camp, I swear to you, the first person to get cussed out was Tim Duncan. Why? Because anybody else that showed up there, you'd be like, well, fuck, if he's talking to Tim Duncan like that, what the hell can I say? So it just set the tone. So make sure that you know you put yourself in a position to be whole, held the, at the highest of accountability. Question that shit, Channing. That's be like, yo, that's good. That's good. That's good shit right there. <laughs> Way to hype up your own 10-minute comment. What's up? My okay, so comment, you opened the podcast with a 10-minute fucking give a bad story. Every movie starts with where you what you know, every movie, every good movie, the guy goes, How did we get here? Right? And it's that's like not true. That's not true. Get, you're not more than then they give you the rewind. You're, you're not Morgan. Channing, what's the biggest I piece of advice? Morgan. Channing, what's the biggest piece of advice you can give Jalen living in Orlando? Well, two things. Number one, <laughs> of all the places that I stayed at, I did not like Orlando the most. And now I just do it to give people in Orlando shit. But like your team is different than ours. I think I didn't like it because we stunk. And I, but our team had crazy talent, right? Like Tobias Harris, Victor Oladipo, Vooch, Evan Fournier, Dwayne Dedman, Kylo Quinn, myself, Willie Green. Like we had a team that was supposed to be good. You have a lot of guys that are talented right. other places. You had a lot of guys that ended up being talented other <laughs> Right. And that's what I'm saying. It was frustrating as a vet. You know, you're like, damn, guys, we could be good. I see us compete. But here's my advice. Orlando, find your little niche spots, right? Because Orlando, there's like literally every type of chain. It's a big time touristy city. Uh, find your little Orlando spots that are your spots. Don't just go to Rocco's Tacos all the time, even though it's delicious. Uh, and then also their facility is next level. I would say, you know, everyone that, that was there when I was there, like staff wise is probably gone, but I know that those people want to be good. And I think you have a really unique situation to grow. Defensively, that team is nasty, right? Like the length that you guys have, the youth. And so dive into your routine and then have your little spots that you go to, but you don't need to be out in the streets. The streets ain't that good any old way. <laughs> That's actually really good. Yeah. Jalen, what, what are your goals? What are your expectations? Um, you know, I think just the overarching, you know, the big picture, just, you know, grow, you know, go off the court, you know, in how I manage my body, how I manage my time, you know, and growing in knowledge and, you know, talking to other people and, you know, gaining different things. 
Uh, uh, I mean, so boring, Jalen. Are you going to be rookie of the year? It's so boring, Jalen. <laughs> It's not a fucking draft interview, dude. It's not a draft interview. This is, this is me, more, Rich. If I hear one more, if I hear one more <laughs> of those fucking answers out of you, Jalen, I swear to God. I swear to God. But I did like your question, year. Richard. Are you going to be a rookie there, <laughs> Jalen? Of course. Oh. Of course. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Damn right. So what's, what's yeah. something that you're like, you're like, all right, am I prepared or you're excited to challenge yourself? Like what's one aspect of the season that you're excited for? It's not um, good Honestly, easy about this. Uh, we talked about it the other day, you know, taking losses for what they are, not letting them snow. Now that's how uh, they, they gotta be in tank mode, you know, and taking a loss, you know, you might have two, three, it's gonna happen, you know, and then bringing the team together, you know, making something happen. You know, and then getting on a roll of about five, six, seven wins, you know, and just trying to, you know, streak and, uh, you know, pick up wins here and there, you know, to put ourselves in position, whether you're, we're either fighting for, you know, uh, a 70 or, you know, we're, we're in position where now we're in playing games and, you know, anything. Now, 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 now Jalen, let me say this. And I say this with the utmost respect because I <laughs> fuck with your game. I fuck with your shit. I fuck with Coach Mosley. I fuck with Coach Mosley. <laughs> what are you about to say? Please. We all know it. Look, I, I want you to I want you to like keep your expectations in a in a in a understandable <laughs> spot. And I say this, no, 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 and I don't say it to be like disrespectful. I just say like you are as a football player, as a competitor, as a person that has won, that has been at the highest of levels in multiple sports and all this other shit. Fucking winning in the NBA is one of the most hard things to do that you'll ever experience. Even winning a championship is one of the hardest things to do. That's why there's the same nine guys that are fucking there all the time because they're that good and they work that hard. The Orlando Magic <laughs> are so far away from... And when I say so far away, I mean that like a talented person like you, you'll be better in your second year and in your third year and your fourth year. And you guys do have talent, but trust me, there's going to be some dark days. And I say this to you, not to be a dick. I say this to you is when a five game winning streak hits you for the first time in your fucking life. When a seven game losing streak hits you, because not because like you guys aren't great. Maybe there's the COVID protocol. Maybe a player gets injured. Maybe you guys get, and all of a sudden you're like on a West Coast road trip, you're taking out 12 guys and all. Like, those are the things that, those are where you're going to grow the most as a leader. Those are where you're going to grow the most as a basketball player. Because it's like, do you keep your routine during those stretches? Do you keep working out during those stretches? Do you still show up with that fucking million dollar smile you got? Do you still talk to the fucking media? Do you do all of that stuff? That's when you really start to see like the professionalism come out because it is, it doesn't matter. Like I've been on, I, I went to the playoffs 11 times, 12 times in 17 years, played in four finals. I've had, I started a, a season in Utah, one for 11, right? And you're just like, fuck, our, our season is over before the shit even got started. How's our season over before December? So I just say oh, this, not to, not, not to rain on your parade and say that like you guys can't accomplish this because I truly believe you can accomplish it but you also have to mentally prepare yourself for the other side that like, what if our team is still learning and building, right? Like, how do I handle that? Because it's not your situation that dictates your success. It's how you handle 
those situations that'll dictate yourself. Mm. I would say this. Oh, sorry, go ahead. You got it. Uh, I think a reasonable, and I've been on rebuilding teams. Lots and, of them, and, lot, like tons of them. I would say three, three. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of my control. But like a thing, you know, Jeff Hornacek was one of the better coaches I've had. He was cool as shit. And they blew up the Suns when we won 48 games that year, right? And so he was like, hey, guys, listen, let's try this. Just try to get 500. You win two out of three games at home. You win one out of three games on the road. And you don't lose three in a row. If you lose three in a row, we got to have, like, you guys, not me, you guys got to have a coming to Jesus about what needs to get done and be real. Can you do more? Right. And so we just said, okay, let's try to, and if we go on a street, we go on a street. But he was just like, you take care of home, two out of three, and then one out of three on the road. It's reasonable. And so when you just focus on those little tiny things, you start to build. Right. And I think I just looked at your roster. You guys got so much youth. It's going to take you 20 games, even to know each other's middle names. <laughs> like, like, who's that? Right? You're like, who's this guy? What does he do? I think, you are, especially in your role, they're, they're going to just throw you to the fire in a good way. And you're going to have to take your lumps like you know, the East ain't no slouch now when it comes to guards. So you're going to have to say, OK, I took my lump today, but I'm ready to go again tomorrow. And then how can I help my team? How can I make less un, unforced turnovers? And how can I make a good, you know, for instance, a good turnover? Like, how do I like how do I make less unforced turnover? Yeah. So like if you, if you are not, so for me, it was like, if you watch enough film, the game slows down. So I went to Phoenix, they were like, Channing, don't make a turnover because you, you didn't watch enough film. You got to see what you're doing. You're matching up with. Do they show, do they, you know, are they in a drop on an ice? Do they switch? Like be prepared for those games. And if you make a mistake, it's because you were trying to do the right thing, not because you were just assuming. So, ha. I was going to ask you, Jalen, I think your, your lone season at Gonzaga, you played at most 30 games? 32? 30? I think we played 30, 34. 34? <laughs> do you have any idea like, what, 82, what 82 games is going like, to be like? Oh, they, I, I, like, I heard it all. I understood it. They showed us a schedule. <laughs> that, those are the dates we play all of them oh my god oh, yeah. which i play almost every other day yeah it's that shit yeah oh, like even even like the first life. week almost like it's like what? and we started the 19th and then we played the 19th like 21st 22nd 24th 26th 27th the young team. Like, oh, wait, like, wait. This, you know, isn't it isn't it amazing? You're like, wait, this is all I do now. Every day, I, there's nothing else. There's no football practice. There's no class. Like every day, hey, I just wake up and go be better was, at basketball. I was just talking about it with my man, uh, with my boy Red. Like we were sitting here, just you know, talking, having a conversation. I was like, bro, like the fact that I wake up in my morning, I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go to the gym. You know, I'll be there for about five, six hours. You know, I'll, I'll see you later on. When I get back, like. That's it for me. Bro. That's <laughs> yeah. it for me. I go, I lay down, I get treatment, I it's work amazing. out, I eat there. Like it's it's amazing. That's it for it's me. the best job in the fucking world. Oh, now nice. let me. I, and look, I say this. I say this to people. No, I won't say it to people. I say this shit to you from a standpoint. Like if you want to be great, and you weren't, you know, the pick that you were, you didn't have the success coming out of high school. 
Like, what position did you play in football? Uh, I was quarterback and safety. Okay, so quarterback and safety. Like, a lot of times it's safeties and linebackers that, like, dictate where the defense is doing. And as a quarterback, it's dictating what the whole offense is doing. If you want to be a great basketball player, and me and Channing didn't want to do that, we just decided to be very good or something along those lines. If you want to be a great back, a lot of it is about, like, how much do you know? Like, do you know what everybody's supposed to do on the court? Do you know what the other team is doing? The amount of like, like the amount of like video that you have to watch about every team, every league, because guys like Rondo and Braun, they could tell the other team what their plays were, where they were going, who was supposed to go where. Like, and look, look, this is what I just want to tell you, because everybody wants to come into the league and think they're going to be a 10 time all-star. And you're like, well, this is what it's going to take, right? It's going to take you having to know the calls for the other team having to be able to tell the guys like what what is going to be needed via this and that not in a smug way but just in a preparation way so yes you get those five hours in the gym your game might be nice your everything might be smooth and running but are you helping your guys when Channing doesn't know where he's supposed to be on the out-of-bounds play you'd be like Channing just in a fucking corner cut here (laughs) (laughs) hey all that mumbo jumbo put my big ass up in the corner come on down there yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is. It's like great players are like quarterbacks. They're like quarterbacks where they know every fucking possible scenario and situation. Not only that's going to be thrown at them, but also what what they want to do on the offensive end. So just just putting that out there for you. I don't want no problem. <laughs> One of the things I love about betting my favorite sports is that I'm always finding new player props or game props that I like. And what's cool about FanDuel Sportsbook is you can combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called a same game parlay bet and you can only find them on FanDuel. Same game parlay is just one of the reasons I bet with FanDuel. It's easy to register, easy to deposit, easy to find your bet, easy to place your bet fast during a game if you see a trend you like. And the best part, when you win, FanDuel pays your winnings in as little as 24 hours. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today to create a same-game parlay and use promo code ROADTRIPPIN at sign-up. New users get their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. That is promo code ROADTRIPPIN so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 years and older and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Site credit is non-withdrawable and expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See sportsbook.fanduel.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-BETS-OFF for Iowa. 1-800-9-WITH-IT, Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, or visit www.1800gambler.net for West Virginia. This episode of Road Trippin' is brought to you by Bourbon Time. Even if you don't have a traditional nine to five schedule, there is no denying that this past year has changed the way that work and rest intersect. Without a designated office to come home from, we're missing that natural break in our days. Our friends at Jim Beam recognize this phenomenon and they wanna help us out. Beat the burnout and start blocking off the hour of 6 to 7 p.m. as your me time, where you can do what you love for you 
and only you. And what better way to spend my me time than with my feet up enjoying a nice smooth glass of Jim Beam. So let's make the idea of bourbon time a reality. Join me in reclaiming 6 to 7 p.m. as the happiest hour so you can do whatever it is that makes you happy. And if that involves a glass of bourbon, remember to drink Jim Beam responsibly. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Claremont, Kentucky. Who are you looking forward to going up against? Jane. And it's crazy because I got uh, our coach, uh, Coach Nate. Um, he uh, he was in Portland, uh, him and Coach Osborne. And so, you know, they were going back and forth with him. And, uh, you know, I, I had told him before, like, you know, that's something we all watched a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm excited, excited to play against him on the same court with him. You know, so they, they got it uh, connected to where, you know, I went out to Portland for about two days. Uh, I think it was about two weeks ago, and uh, we worked out. So the first day, that's awesome. It was crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Was you cheese, how, how hard was it to keep it cool? How hard? Look, <laughs> it was I, really I, hard. Yeah, nah, it was like really fucking like hard. Every NBA player's like Dame is like every NBA player's favorite player. Oh, for like sure. guys in the league just like fuck with like you watch his game you're like man, i'm a fucking bad man he don't say nothing if you disrespect him he'll eat you alive like the one person that make like, you a lyric a, yeah <laughs> the, the one person that's gotten the better of him is fucking steph and steph's like all time fucking super loaded squad i'll be a hundred percent honest dame is their trailblazers could have done better but steph has always had a better team and i'm not saying steph's not a better player but like you don't watch those series and not be like, Dame's a bad motherfucker, man. Did you keep it, was, it together? Nah, it was, he made it easy, but it was hard at first. Like when I first, I mean, I got off the plane, I got there late, went to sleep, you know, and I woke up, I was getting ready to go to gym. I just got picked up. I'm like jittering in the car. I'm like, <laughs> man, move, can't sit still. So we pull up, uh, we pull up and he like, that was just one of the most normal, like cool laid back people. I was like, and it made it easy. Then, like, literally, we didn't even – we went to go work out. We didn't do, like, anything physical. I think I shot for about five minutes, you know, just, like, in him talking about some of the stuff that he does. But we literally sat and talked and walked through things with Coach uh, for, like, an hour and a half and literally just sat there listening to ask questions. Um, but, man, nah, it was – and it worked out the next day, and he's crazy. Like, he makes everything look so effortless. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so easy. It started hey, you know, off, hey. like – He's doing five, six combo step back, and it is just the smoothest, easiest. Smooth. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, dog, that's, but that's the thing. It's like, yo, that shit takes. So I, like, I remember Dame's rookie year. He was first game. So I was with Golden State at the time. So rookie year, he's a Bay Area dude. He's balling in Portland. Like, you know, you're like, oh, damn, you know, but it wasn't like he was like that dude yet, but he was balling. So he comes down to fucking. Oakland first time in his home arena the dude is a rookie and gives us like it was either like a 40 piece or a 50 piece the referees are looking over at me like yo this motherfucker good and I'm like shit yes he is <laughs> and that's the thing like man that's what it is it's about being about your business I want to also talk about one other fucking coach you got on your fucking staff do you know who I'm gonna talk about I know Jesse fucking Murphy's <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jesse's in. I didn't know he no. was there. Oh yeah. Wait, and yeah. you're talking, Jalen. You're talking about Nate Tibbetts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know Nate Tibbetts went there. Yep. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. How funny is that motherfucker, Jesse Mermis? 
Jesse's comedy, yo. He's <laughs> and he be on the court. We we we're, we're practicing today. I think we were doing like it was me and me and each more. We were kind of like like floaters and stuff, uh, different finishes. Yeah, this dude is like intentionally falling, kicked out the game, grabbing, hugging, like going hard, yelling after a stop. Right? <laughs> Yo, I've known Jesse. I like so Jesse's from Arizona. Also, me, me, Channing are both from Arizona. I've known Jesse since I was, I think the first time I played against Jesse, I was like a 15 year old kid in high school. Like he was like, I think we might've been the same grade or he was a year younger than me. But like, I've known Jesse since I was 15 before he was doing his stuff at Arizona, all the stuff that he's done. But like, as again, you have, you are so fortunate with the coaching staff that you've gotten. Like Jesse Mermis, he just loves the game. He is a passionate oh, yeah. dude. He's funny, talks way too much shit. It makes me want to punch him in his throat. Because he's like, look, man, there's coaches and then there's dudes that are real ones that are coaches. And I think Jesse and and Jamal are both like that. Doesn't mean that, because look, if you work with people for nine months, there's going to be times where you just can't fucking stand them. Like, Allie can't stand me and Channing 90% of the time. Channing gets fucking... What? (laughs) Bitch, she cannot stand your ass. But I'm just saying, like, dude, you got some real, like, Jesse's a funny fucking dude. You guys, and he works his tail off. But, like, you have a really, like, like, Jesse used to fucking punk Channy ass out. Yeah, because I respect the coaches. I respect Jesse's front. <laughs> it wasn't about how he said it. It was what he was trying to say. So I was like, all right, you need to yell. You can yell at me because I was the best player on the court, motherfucker. Yell at me. I've never yell seen at. it. <laughs> Jalen, I actually, have, I want to, I'm curious about this because um, it kind of goes back to the conversation and the um, advice Richard was giving you in terms of managing your expectations. Um, I think said more lightly than what Rich was saying to you. Are you, are you ready for, I don't want to call it pressure and maybe it is pressure to you. Um, the expectations that have been placed on you as pretty much a cultural piece and getting Orlando to where they ultimately want to be, but the work that has to go into that as well. Oh yeah. And that was, you know, that, that's something that me and Dame had talked about while I was out there. Uh, I think we sat down and talked about it for about 30, about 30 minutes, you know, just about that piece and coming in with, you know, the expectations and, you know, you're now picked with a, a high pick in the draft for a franchise who's looking to turn things around and, you know, you're the piece that, you know, everything's kind of going to go through. Um, I think, you know, pressure, I think, is going to come with it. You know, I don't think – I'm not going to say I'm not going to get nervous. There's not going to be games where – or times that are hard. Like, you know, that's just bound to happen. But, um, you know, I think I've, I'm looking to embrace it. I'm looking to embrace the whole city, you know, rallying, you know, around me and the team and, uh, you know, being the one to get them excited, you know, get them going. Um, you know, all that stuff, you know, I'm looking forward to embracing it because uh, all of it's going to be a learning. It's all going to help me learn. Uh, so, you know, really, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to get the fans in and, you know, yelling, screaming and, you know, everybody, you know, talking. Uh, so, yeah, I think that piece, you know, I'm looking forward to embrace, you know, and learn from that. The good news about Orlando is that you'll get to know all the fans by name. <laughs> My God, Richard. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, Orlando is a tourist city. So, like, when the Miami Heat, Lakers, Boston, everyone plays, you're going to get just as many fans <laughs> them as you are Orlando. But, like, there are a section of diehard <laughs> fans what? that you'll know and you'll see. 
is it bad that I said he's going to get to know all of the fans by name? Why is that bad? That's a it's not bad. You actually, you actually <laughs> will. It's an intimate situation. Uh, we were we were talking about it today, actually. Uh, me and RJ were doing a live for having a conversation. He's like, bro, wait till the season starts. Like, it's good to have fans, but like when like a big team comes into town, like Brooklyn, LA. Oh. More, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's, oh no, no, yeah, no, but but hey, fans are fans, right? You're gonna win over a Brooklyn fan if you ball out, you know. So, but not basketball, man. What what do you do outside of basketball? Yeah, thank you. What is your thing? What is your thing? You play video games. You read books. You look like a read a reading book. Oh yeah, you on that? This thing is what keeps me sane right here. Ew, ew. <laughs> what is that? Ew, you what need PlayStation. PlayStation. What do you it's play? Xbox. It's Call of Duty, Madden. Two K a little bit. Call of Duty, Madden, are really my go-to's. Wait, who's your football team? Vikings. Vikings. More. Big Dub last night. Baltimore. Big Trust. Are you a Baltimore fan? Are you a are you a fan of like are you a no? I'm a ball. I am a Baltimore Raven fan. Raven in Minnesota, you are a Baltimore Ravens fan. Where did that come? How did that come? Terrell, his cousin. That's so stupid. (laughs) You're like, all right, my bad, my bad. That's fair. That's fair. So okay, so sometimes when they say cousin, so like Channing and Tobias Harris are cousins, but. You know, they don't really know each other. They've never met each other before. Um, <laughs> how much? How much? Like, we like, played in Orlando like, together, you guys. You got to tell us, like, the Terrell Suggs, is that like brother, your your dads are brothers, your moms are sisters? Like, what? where is the cousin connection? I think it is through my dad's. I think my dad's. Second cousin. cousin. Yeah, it's his second cousin. But okay. He, I mean, we, we've had, like, you know, we, we've kicked it before, and we've, like, we've met, we've talked. Like, he's mm-hmm. – so my cousin, DeMar, uh, DeMar Suggs, he works, like, with Terrell when he was in the league, and, you know, he still lives out in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they're super close, and that's uh, that's kind of where I got most of my, you know, conversations from whenever they've come to Minnesota um, or things like that. You know, my dad and my mom will go out there sometimes uh, to go hang out. But, yeah, no, nah, I, I know. I, I can say no, no, no. I'm not. No, I'm not saying. I was gonna like say that. you quit football because like, you saw like, how big Channing he was. says Tobias is his cousin, but they don't really claim each other, right? Like, there's no like you family talked to him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. But it, it's more of like, okay, so like, like, when did it turn from like kind of like how Channing was talking about, like, no, 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 my, you know, uh, you know, no, my 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 gosh, man, he's nice, he's nice. When did it turn to like Terrell was like. Yo, man, you doing some things. Like when did Terrell hit you up out of the blue and was like, "Yo, yo, yo, nephew, you know, yo, cuzzo, you doing some things?" Okay, I, know, I see you. Talks like that. Uh, I remember. No, that's I, how Terrell Suggs talks. I think it was my my sophomore junior. I can't remember which one it was, but it was during uh, it was during the summer. Uh, it was my junior, my junior, so my last AU, and I was I was on a tear my last AU year. I'm not gonna lie. I was on a tear, and I remember uh, he had hit Jamar. He had hit Jamar, you know, and then hit me. Uh, it was like, man, keep going, like you know, you're right there. And then at Gonzaga, uh, at Gonzaga too. So, but I think yeah, yeah, definitely my junior year. Yeah, why did you go to Gonzaga? Gonzaga, man, you you don't rock with Spokane. Uh, Pacific no, Northwest, no, like I'm in the Pacific no, Northwest. No, stop that. <laughs> right, right. I give you Listen, that. Okay, so like, on the West Coast, it's Arizona, UCLA, then Gonzaga, then Oregon. Yeah. Oh, Gonzaga took it over. Took over what? <laughs> Serious? 
took over what? Arizona is not even like in the conversation with Gonzaga anymore. Well, well let's let's establish but it, the face. The face of the West Coast. The face of the West Coast. The face of the West Coast. See, this is the thing. People think that like you can have it. Yes, yes. Listen, I will give Gonzaga all the shit. Part of the reason why I was rooting against you guys is because I know until you win a national championship, then you guys will never be the face of the West Coast. And that's not a knock. That's why I was rooting yeah, against you I because I knew if y'all won, if y'all won, it was going to be problems for Arizona. I acknowledge that. That is a sign of respect. Me rooting against you. That's a sign of pure uh, respect. I'm like, these motherfuckers win. We're going to have an even harder fucking problem getting this shit right. So it's a sign of respect, but make no mistake. It still goes. The face of West Coast basketball is UCLA and Arizona, then Gonzaga, then I would say Oregon. Even after what Gonzaga just did to UCLA? Give a fuck about what Gonzaga did to UCLA. UCLA has 11 national championships. In the 50s. <laughs> Channing, you're supposed to be on my side, Channing. I am, but I'll say this: his school is better than ours. Now he can't say that because we never lost to them. That's actually very true, right? And I, this is no knock on Mark Few, Gonzaga. I think you might be the highest drafted Gonzaga guy next to Adam Morrison. Yeah, I think me. And Morrison. I mean, I'm pretty sure this is probably the first year we haven't had a lottery pick. In a long time. Yeah, but that's cute. That I really do think that that's so adorable. Like, Gonzaga's <laughs> had, like, we've had nine draft picks in the last, like, 19 years. And you're like, you know, okay. We have 48. <laughs> okay, speaking of that, because it's kind of around the same lines that you guys are talking about, we have some questions from fans. And uh, if you don't mind answering, J- Richard, if you don't mind answering, um, Tony Talks wants to know, Jalen, why you picked Gonzaga. Um, Gonzaga was an easy pick for me, honestly. I knew I was going to Gonzaga my junior year, uh, and I wanted to commit. Crazy story. Here, we're going to – you know what? We're going to fully dive into this. You're going to hear about it. Here we dive in. So, sophomore year going into junior year, I am ready to commit to Minnesota. I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do both sports. I play with PJ. You know, the basketball, I'll do it. I just, I need a little more from them. I just need a little more from the basketball side. They didn't. Like, what do you mean? Came around really what do you mean? Like, they need more attention. You need more attention. No, no, no. no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't care about that. I was going to, you know, I was going to change it. But it was, they didn't come to recruit. They didn't come to many games. Like, they weren't at practice. And, like, when you were that close, like, and especially, I never really had too much interaction with Patino. Like, I don't know. He's, you know, he's cool. Like, you know, at times we did talk, he, you know, he's good people, but. You know, I wish if he would have just came a little more, like, show, showed interest and, you know, like, he actually wanted me to be there, then I think it would have been easy. And I honestly would have chopped it up and committed probably my late junior year to Gonzaga. I mean, to That's what I like about ASU. Wow. I went to a practice, and they were like, oh, this is close practice. And we are like, oh, no, we talked to assistant coach, and he said, come to a practice. And they were like, oh, what's your name? And then there was, like, two other kids from Arizona that were way worse than me at the time, and I was bad at the time. They're like, yeah, we just don't have room for you right now. And so me and my dad were like, this is some bullshit. So then we like, then Coach O and them saw me at an AU tournament and Coach Olson sitting in my practice himself. So I said, shit, if Coach O is going to come to my practice, I, that's when I started taking my unofficial visits. And then this guy took me out. And then I committed my junior year. But so, so Patino, so Patino just didn't get, now mind you, Patino's also, Patino. Yeah, right? yeah, I know. So and like, that's why 
there was and, there was a I, little bit like uh like I understand, but I mean because like Ben, ben no came around a lot. Ben came around yeah. a lot, and I I really like Ben. I think he's gonna do. He deserves that job hundred percent. He's already done a good job, you know, and getting. I think the big thing they kept like going. I think for the big names in the state, like they would have started like you know with some of the guys who were really good, just didn't have you know a ton of offers. Uh, yeah. you know, I think that definitely would have helped. That's you know, how Channing got the, the program. <laughs> <laughs> Continue, Jalen. <laughs> oh, that, that, that definitely would have helped, and that's what ben, that's what Ben's doing now. So, I mean, but Ben came around a lot. It's just when it's not the head coach, you know. And I, I didn't yeah. have barely any interaction with the head coach. Um, you know, it made it a little hard. But the football man, I was ready to play for PJ right then and there. He is the best. I love yeah. PJ. You were going to play both football and basketball at Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Well, there's guys that have done it. Like, I know, so Todd Heath, like, we talk about Suggs, but, uh, like, Todd Heath, who uh, was a tight end for the Baltimore Ravens, all pro, uh, played basketball at Arizona. That was my that was my power forward on my AAU team. Yeah. But you have guys like Tony Gonzalez. You have guys that have done both, you know, it's depending on the position. Uh, so that, 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 yeah, that – what? Antonio, Antonio Gates, Gates did both. He was yeah. a beast in college. Yeah. Yeah. So they're – yeah, so there's not there is not that it's not far. I want to go back though to you were ready to commit to Minnesota. You were there. Like, how much did your parents like 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 you said that like you had that very difficult decision with your dad, and you talked through it. And like, I, I respect that you tell me about the emotion of that because that's a real decision, man. Like football, there's not like you're playing in front of more people. It's a bigger thing. The rush. I understand. Like you're literally saying I'm giving up every piece of adrenaline I get from this moment. Like, what was that conversation like with your parents? Were they a part of that recruiting process? I know you said that decision, but you're like, dad, I want to go here. I want to do this or blah, blah, blah. And then you were like, okay, if it's not Minnesota, how did you get from Minnesota to Gonzaga? So like I said, again, I was going into my junior year. And uh, I remember we were driving. We came, they just came home from practice. Uh, went in our little bucket and, you know, we, we pull up and, you know, I told them, you know, I said I was getting a little nervous about it because, you know, I really wanted it to happen, uh, you know, and it, it was heavy on my mind, especially like the past like, couple of weeks. You know, I've been thinking about it. Um, so I told him, I, mean, I was like, Dad, this, this is what I want to do. And this is really what I'm feeling. Like, you know, like, what do you think about it? Uh, you know, how do you think we should go about it? You know, because I mean, I'm, I'm not just I wasn't just going to commit. I, there were still question marks then and things like that. So, uh, we, again, we did the same thing pretty much like we did with football, you know, broke it down you know, kind of what it would look like. He said, all right, well, I'm going to go, you know, have conversations, you know, try and speak with the coach, speak with some people there, uh, you know, and see what they're thinking. Uh, and it was, it, it just never really ended up working out, especially the basketball side. The football side was all good. You know, I think that was super solid. The basketball side was always just, there were some question marks, you know, about changing the system, you know, because, you know, it was really slow place, really methodical, you know, and changing out to get up and down and a lot of more pick and rolls. Um, so I think that had a big influence in it. Um, and then we were watching the Gonzaga game and um, my dad and Brian, uh, best friends, they, they both run uh, grassroots uh, together. Uh, and they're like, damn, why hasn't, why hasn't Gonzaga offered yet? And so they, they actually, we hit them up first and because we were interested in Gonzaga. We love how they play. Uh, you know, Nigel was there. Uh, I met Nigel when I was super young. We were at the Corn Palace. Um, and I was up in the, uh, in the auxiliary gym shooting, you know, I was by myself while everybody's else playing games. Um, and Finley Prep came in to, to like warm up and get ready for their game. So it's Mike Cabango, 
Garrett Johnson, uh, Amir Garrett, um, mm-hmm. Nick Johnson, uh, yeah. Nigel. And so I'm in there playing like pig and stuff with those guys and messing around. They brought me down and, you know, right before they went on the court, they did their little chant. They got, they kept me in the middle. Uh, so that was a super cool experience, but, you know, he was going there and then Gonzaga came, you know, we had a conversation, they offered, you know, and I took my first visit October of my junior year. And I was like, yeah, that's it for me. I, I know I want to go. So, to so once it was Gonzaga, there was no football. There was no football. Like yeah, football. That was actually a huge part of it. It was actually a really big part of it, you know, coming down to it. Um, I think I made my decision in January, uh, like November, December, especially when I was like, I want to play football. Like Gonzaga didn't have it. And that was a big key because I definitely would have been in the facility, not on the basketball court, not showing up for practices or workouts and then turned to a football player. So it was a big part wow. of it. Where else were you getting uh, recruited for football? Um, <laughs> I like the bachelor game. <laughs> Ohio <laughs> State. Yeah, say it. Ohio State. Um, you I went was- to Toledo. Channing. I am a Buckeye through and stop it. You're a torpedo. I am born and raised in Ohio. No, I you're from like, Van Wert, which is close okay. to Indiana. I love Toledo. Toledo is everything to me. It is half the reason I am the person I am, but I wanted to play at Ohio State. I just wasn't good enough. So that's Did you think about transferring? Were you good enough after like your freshman or sophomore year? Me? <laughs> yes. No. No. Oh, no. really? Ohio but I still root for the Buckeyes. So, anyways, I saw that you were recruited by them too, and I was like, "Oh, that was." Okay. Yeah. Okay, that so was- my 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 thing is this: I I'm big. You know, my kids just did little league. It was uh, the shittiest two hours of being in the sun that I could ever experience, and I was out there like I know any fucking thing about baseball. But I think that there's things to be learned from playing every sport: the camaraderie, the the lingo, the this. And I and don't say both. I don't want to fucking hear it. Do you think playing football made you a better basketball player, or being a basketball player made you a better football player? And I have an opinion. Go ahead. I think playing football made me a better basketball player. Um, okay. Why? Especially you you look at the positions and they kind of directly carry over onto the basketball. The court. point guard. Yeah. In a quarterback. You have, you know, yeah, you have to know where guys are going to be, and you have to put the ball there, and kind of like force them, like, nah, you're going to be here. Passes like they cover ground a lot quicker, you know, and the, the windows close really fast. So, I mean, to see those, you know, pass it before they're open and to an open spot, uh, I got a lot of that from, you know, being a quarterback. And then I think the defense, you know, kind of speaks for itself, you know, being a safety and reading eyes, reading hips. See, I think, see, know. I think the, li- I, the, the one thing I was going to say, because Channing was a buck 90 is the lifting. Like basketball players might be trained a little bit more, but you were lifting like a football yeah. player. And, and that was you went part. out of basketball. Yeah. It was like fucking contact. Let's go. <laughs> Body to body, so, what you want. Basketball in high school, I didn't really lift like that. Like, I mean, I lived in conditioning class. Uh, you know, I did about twice a week during the season. Uh, but, you know, really just maintaining my body. Football, lift about four times a week. And I did that for about four months straight. So, I mean, a lot of a lot of it just kind of carried over to the basketball season to where I could just maintain it, you know, and just make sure my body's feeling good. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. feel that, bro, for sure. That was my thoughts. Okay, we have a couple more questions. Um, Carson Merck wants to know who your Gonzaga basketball Mount Rushmore would be. They don't even have a Mount Rushmore. My gosh, here we go. Who's on Arizona? <laughs> what? 
Are you are you two on? Are you two on Arizona? <laughs> Richard, no. no. Who is yes. on it and who is not? Oh, wait, wait, no, Richard. no, 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 no. Not, not the state of Arizona. The University of Arizona. Neither Channing and I are on the map. I, I would beg to disagree. You were like the ninth best center of your era from fucking Arizona. What? Wait, Channing, are you on it? What? No. <laughs> you're on the Mount Rushmore of Arizona. You're on the Mount, I, you're I can't read here. it. I cannot read it. You sit here and disgrace our university and say that you're on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, centers. If you were to have a top five, name a better center than me in college. Ryan Williams. No. He was. <laughs> Good, but no, no. I was third in blocks with a Pac-12. That's like Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Rahim, and me. Pac-12 since Lou Alcindor. Pac-10, Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever. Not since Lou Alcindor, and it was. I'm not tuning my horn. Brian Williams was great. They don't produce great centers. No. Okay. 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 Who's on Mount Rushmore? Who's on Mount Rushmore? Wait, wait a second. We're going to Gonzaga. I want to. No, I want to hear Channing's Mount Rushmore of Arizona. Give us the Mount Rushmore. So I'm just going to go two guards, two forwards, and a center. No, no, no. That's not how fucking Rushmore works. If you're four. Not familiar, four, and I, four, four Mount Rushmores, and I don't want any explanations. Just give me the names. The four names. I have to go Sean Elliott, Mike Bibby, God, <laughs> such a long list. I mean, I'm, I wow. might have to also say like Miles Simon, and then Channing Fry. Missing someone. Well, I yeah, thought we no, were going see, by position. Channing Fry is not a part of this equation. This is. I thought we were saying the top five. Then that's fine. Four, I'm not on that. Four, I'm not on that. <laughs> you <laughs> So you know, you know that Andre Iguodala is like a future Hall of Famer, right? I do know that, and that's what I was saying. But he only went two years. Wait, we're discrediting. Okay, so Richard, Richard, then who is your four? My four. Oh, that's tough. I'm gonna say Sean Elliott. Right. Then I'm gonna say Mike Bibby. Okay. And both those guys are from Arizona, too. I'm gonna if we're talking about Mount Rushmore at Arizona or like their basketball overall. At Arizona. At Arizona. At at Arizona. Arizona. Oh, Oh, at Arizona, then it'll be Mike Bibby, it'll be Steve Kerr. It'll be Sean, uh, Elliott. Sean Elliott. And then my last one is probably between like Damon and Miles. And I'm going to say Damon, even though he like he didn't get the national championship. I'll put Damon just a smidge over Miles. My fifth person would be Miles if we're talking about because he won the national championship, national right. player, all that stuff. But Damon Sotomayor was that dude. Steve Kerr and, and Steve Kerr and Sean Elliott literally took the program from four wins to like national prominence. So yeah, I'm going to give them more points for that. Yeah. All right. So that answers the question, Jalen. Who is your Mount Rushmore for Gonzaga? I'm going to go. Do they have enough people? And don't, don't say Kelly Olenek either. Do that. Don't do that. Do not do that. I'm going to go. Adam Morrison. Um, <laughs> Trash. Who? Uh, um, Pangos. Okay. I don't know. Um, that was. It's okay. Stockton. Okay. 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 There you go. I got one. Oh. You. Don't say Corey Violet either. <laughs> Dan Dickow. 
I fucking choked out. I I got kicked oh. out of the summer league game for choking out Dan Dickow. He's Sorry, Dan. Nice dude. You too. seem like a nice. You seem Hang on, like did, a nice dude. Hang on, Jalen. Did you pick your fourth? Oh, I don't know my fourth, Timmy. You gotta be a fourth. You big. That's stupid. what I said. You. You could be on your own Mount Rushmore as Channing established. <laughs> but like, but like, see that that's the thing. Like, I I only did eight months. That's like like what you said with like Iguodala. I did eight months. Yeah, but you also That's took okay. your team to a finals. Yeah, say that again, Channing. What did he accomplish? You you took your team to the finals. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're okay. I'll, you're I'll okay. put myself at the fourth. Thanks to the peer pressure, Channing and Rich. <laughs> I got you, man. Yeah, very few you. of us know what it's like to play in the final four. Um, Rich, we got it. You don't know what it's like to win a chip without me, Richard. All right, last one That's for you. Um, and I proved Channing will appreciate this. Uh, Bear Down Skyler wants to know how will Tommy Lloyd do at Arizona? Oh, he oh, has Jalen. What? He's been doing a great job. He's the best. Tommy's the best. Good. Well, okay. Great recruiter. Great basketball mind. Great basketball mind. He's going to do good. Don't fuck with us, dog. Don't hey, fuck with us, Jay. Like, look, there's a real, actual Arizona basketball mafia. Like, I know, like, you guys are getting there. But there's like a real mafia. Like Lloyd showed up, and everybody's looking at him like this. Like, like he was out. To, like he showed up to take out our 16 year old daughter. Like, <laughs> nah, that's, how, that's what it looked like. That's what it looked like. Trust, trust. He's gonna do really good. Yeah. Okay. It was. We yeah. went back for Coach O's memorial, and I was looking around, and I was like, "There's seven head coaches, right? Like, literally, almost a billion dollars worth of NBA money just, and we were missing Gilbert." We're missing Sean Elliott. We're missing, but like to see that old school crew of guys get together, that had to be. And we watched one of Tommy's practice. I was like, "Ooh, boy, that's a lot of pressure, right?" One or two of us coming back is different than twenty years of U of A guys from like Steve Kerr and Judd Bushler to like you know Andre Guadala all coming together uh, to be a part of that family. But hey, you know if you say he's good, he's good with me. He's good with you. I hope he does good good at Arizona. Oh yeah, Jalen, this has been so much fun. Thank you for so much fun, Jalen. Um, last question, last question for you. Tell us something that we need to know about you that we probably wouldn't know. I think it's starting to get out there now, but uh, I'm fluent in Spanish. Um, oh, you could be down there with the puppies. <laughs> lean into that in Florida. Just FYI, I'm, lean into I'm, that. I'm working my way. One, my, my ultimate goal is a telenovela. If I make that. Ooh, listen, hey, everybody loves telenovela. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's Telemundo hey, used hey. to hit different after 11. Yo, <laughs> Telemundo used to hit different. You used to be watching the news channel on Telemundo. Ooh, at, this, at night. Why are you watching news so much? Hey, bond your business. Give me a minute. <laughs> Oh my God. No, that's awesome, man. Keep, don't ever lose that, man. Keep using it. That'll make you a lot of money. That'll make you a lot of money. Basketball. A lot of money. Yeah. We want to thank our friends over at Camus, the Wagner family for supplying us with the wine that we drink all the time on the podcast. And we're going to send Jalen you a couple bottles for your family because you are yet of age to drink. So Baby. Uh, with that said, good luck with everything. And thank you again. Thank you. Man, I can't wait to see you in person again, man. You're awesome. God. So fun. Jalen. Man, fuck you, bye. <laughs> okay, fuck you, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>